Okay. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another wonderful, great episode. I don't know why I'm saying that of Dr. Love here. It's hey, it's not Wednesday, but you know what? We made it work. We're we're back. Sorry, we broke our promises, guys. I hope you'll forgive us. Um, but we're back to give you some more juicy, great content. Um, this week, I actually pulled up I pulled up with a story. It's not it's not Dr. Love this time. I thought I thought he's been putting in a little too much groundwork, so I wanted to pull something out myself. Um, and Ben, this this little story here, before we jump into the main app episode, um, it's an interesting one. So here's the headline, though. Just tell me what you think about this. Okay. Ring Bear and Flower Girl found love 45 years later. Wow. Well, first off, thanks for the uh, thanks for the intro, Coach. Uh, like like coach said we're really excited sorry about no wednesday episode this week we had some stuff going on but it's your boy dr love we're back baby we're back we're ready for this episode but to answer your question coach what my initial thoughts are on that my initial thoughts are this sounds like a great idea for the next hallmark movie um you know and so i think that hallmark uh we really should be thinking about how we can be making this movie pitch to Hallmark and, and get this into a Christmas movie for all of our listeners for this upcoming Christmas season. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's strap in. Yeah. Strap yeah. in. I'll get to the main story here. So Raymond Hyber is the, uh, the man who's being interviewed here in this, the CNN interview. And this what guy, a name. By the way, Raymond Hyber. That's a that's a mem- it's a memorable name. Very memorable. Just like his story, really. Um, the story. He's, he here's where it begins. He says the story begins in 1969, when Raymond was walking down the aisle with Helen Klinger, his wife. Now, after 45 years, um, they were ring bear and flower girl in the wedding at Raymond's uncle, uh, Ron. And Helen, um, Helen's older sister Charlotte. So already, it's um, it's Raymond's uncle, and now wow. So it's not wife... even like a random wedding, or no. like a friend's wedding, but it's a family no. wedding. Oh, yeah, man. family okay. wedding. Okay. And this reports <laughs> that Ray was about to turn six, and Helen was seven. Wow. Um, after the wedding, they remained childhood playmates, meeting up at family picnics and pool parties and other stuff like that. But by the time they were teenagers, they took a complete different direction in life. Helen married young and she had four children, but Raymond joined the Navy and he, oh. and he is also he had married and has had a son. But for both of them, things did not work out as planned. Raymond's wife unfortunately passed away of lung cancer after 30 years of their marriage and Helen's marriage ended um, with a divorce. I mean, not, not quite as, not as, yeah, I was going to say like if hers, like if her husband died of something, I was like, this is Hallmark all the way through. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So ended in divorce, but what happened? Yes. In 2014, they were both on their own again. And they lived 50 miles apart from each other. And as quoted by Raymond, 
all she wanted in her life was for someone to love her for her and all the way i was left all i all i wanted was somebody to love me one more day or was to sorry was to love somebody for one more day okay that's that's an epic quote i'm not gonna (laughs) lie that that's true that hits and and, okay yeah i I have some thoughts now i have some thoughts now which one one initial remark i have Mm -hmm. we all just want to be loved right i I think that you see that so much just with people who are alone all the time it's just Mm -hmm. You just want to be sometimes like I, I joke around. I say sometimes you just want to be held, you know, like just hold me, please. please, no, please no, anyone. But no, no but for real, it is like that. Like sometimes I think everybody, I think everybody has that desire. And even when you're older, mm-hmm. you know, it can it can be super. I think those are some of the most lonely times of someone's life. You know, when you're old, your kids are gone. They're not with you anymore. You're husband or your wife is not there anymore you're alone you might not be working anymore you're it gets so lonely i and i can imagine how lonely that would get no honestly and dude the story just it actually gets crazier from here like i was reading on man and i think it does it it keeps ramping up so let me continue though okay keep going keep going Um, so they were saying that for the i mean for that at that point um, they hadn't really talked with each other in a while, but um, they were saying that Helen, the original, remember, this is like Helen is the uh, the sister who married the uncle. Okay, like, are we tracking here? She, yeah, 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 yeah. She, <laughs> oh my gosh, she was suggested, um, or she suggested to Charlotte to give Raymond a call and. He, and like, I think there was a little like he said, she said, a little like nerves happening here. And after like they talked on the phone, and he said it had been years. I don't even know if she would know me anymore. But Raymond called Helen a week later, and at that point, and this is a quote here from Raymond: things just fit together. There was no real working stuff out. The whole thing was very easy. The family knew each other, of course. Um, you know, he knew the fa- the brothers, the sisters, all that stuff. But then Helen said, and this is where it gets interesting. She said that Raymond had appeared to her in a dream weeks before they reconnected. Looks at a picture of him and her as ring bear and flower girl. And believes they had a spiritual connection even then. Oh, oh sometimes, wow. Sometimes they wonder why they didn't get married all those years ago. But they believe God truly did have a plan. From ring bear and flower girl to husband and wife 20 years later. If And then here's a quote. If his wife wouldn't have passed away and I hadn't gotten divorced, we probably would have never met again says Helen, who had just turned 53. I think he was supposed to go through that experience just like I was supposed to go through my experience and be a better person. After dating for four months, they walked down the aisle for the second time uh, to become husband and wife. This time, the roles were reversed, though. Ray's uncle carried the ring (laughs) and Helen's sister carried the flowers. And that's the story. Wow. 
That's a lot to take in. I I know. I will admit that. That's a lot to take in. Oh my gosh, where do we even begin? Like, so I I think okay. I I think when we when we take a look at this whole story, Mm -hmm. so they were six and seven when they were ring bearer flower girl, right? Right. So at that point, you know. I guess you're at a family wedding. You're a little kid. You're doing this. You become childhood friends. You lose contact. You go your separate ways. Some various life circumstances happen, and yet you only live 50 miles apart from each other. Mm. And so you kind of rediscover each other after years and years of not talking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the more basic summary of it. I. You know, I could, I could see the, I could see that working. I could actually, I can understand, I can wrap my head around that as a concept in, mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I feel like in situations like this, where let's say you are childhood friends with someone, like you've known them your whole life, like they're like a brother or sister to you in some way, and you never even see them in it like a romantic sense, but like. I feel like there, there's something there if you look at it where it's like after they were apart for a while and they hadn't talked, it's almost as if they were strangers again in some way, but yet they still knew each other. And maybe from there, it's like those feelings of like, oh, like, you know, I've known you since I was six. Like, I don't have feelings for you that way. Like, it kind of changes a bit, you know? It totally does. I and I have a question for you because yes. I I know the answer for me. Is there a girl like that you can think back over the course of your entire life, even when mm. you're like a young kid, where like where you could see this scenario playing out with you? Mm. Maybe not in like the you get married before type thing, but like say you know you're like forty, you're at the grocery store. And you run into like a friend or a girl that you knew really well from back in the day. Like, do you have someone that comes to mind like for, for yourself? You know, honestly, I really don't like, that sounds like not to be disappointing, but like, I think back to when I was younger, I didn't really, I was really just with the bros most of the time. Like, you know, back then I was like, girls have cooties, you know, I was like, not, I wasn't having it. Um, Not a ton of like family friends either that we really had. You know what, actually? You know what? That's that's Cap. There's one. Okay, I'm tell thinking me, tell of. me. She, <laughs> she, was a, she was a couple years older than me. And, like, she was my brother and sister's age, which is, like, three years older now. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is kind of a drop in the bucket. But I remember always kind of having a crush on her, but I was always, like, the younger brother type. Yep, yep. I'm wondering now if things if there is a reconnection, dude. I'm wondering. You think like, maybe like I I I don't know. I because I, I don't I don't I entertain these things all the time in my head. Like I can think of you know, you know even back back in elementary, middle school, high school. I mean, I can think of people. Yeah, I can definitely think of people. Yeah, you know, honestly, I really think. Cause like, dude, even, even though like we were, we were friends in the sense of like, like I was like, you know, the younger one just kind of doing my thing. Like, I think like she was always like really kind, you know? And, and I feel like if, if, so, if we somehow randomly ran into each other and picked back up from like 
all those years ago, I I think there there might be maybe. Yeah, I, I I honestly I thought about this like two weeks ago, and I just forgot. Like it's just it's coming back up in my my memory, man. Like, tell me about your. That's show. interesting. I, I I don't know. For me, for me, there's a couple people more so the type where they're the types of girls where you can go without talking to them for a couple years mm. and you can just pick back the phone and it's like nothing changed, you know, right. you can just start right back where you left off because you have that underlying bond with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I think, uh, I think, I mean, I remember, you know, second grade shout out to Skylar and Ariana. If you, uh, if you're listening to this, somewhere wherever you are you know if you remember ben from trinity christian academy <laughs> oh, um, dude, deep cut. yeah from i gave you a valentine and uh <laughs> yeah uh feel free to reach out but uh but no like on seriously though like especially high school i think of a lot of times like i, I think now being out of college for a year looking back on my time like in high school uh, doesn't seem that long ago, even though I guess now it's starting to, to kind of become a long, pretty long time ago. Uh, I think of a lot of people that at the time I wasn't, I didn't really look up, look at in a certain way, but now it's like, if they were to reach back out and, and hit me up and we were to talk, like I could see it. Um, you know, there's, there's girls who I've talked to, and, and I don't know, I'm not sure I should say names on this one because <laughs> some of my high school friends, like y'all might be listening, but, um, but there's definitely people where it's like, I could see if I got to 50, 60, you know, it, it could happen, but it's like, I tend not to overthink about those things because then you kind of get into the, Oh, well, what if I had done this? And, <laughs> oh, well, why didn't I, Oh, well, why didn't I do this? Or even, even college, like freshman year, you know? I remember yeah. Oklahoma State freshman year, um, a girl, a girl that I uh, met randomly in the hallway of my dorm, and it was like it was my Hallmark movie moment where mm-hmm. I I literally never do this, but I like saw her and I just walked up and I was like I'm hi my name's Ben you know I live wow. down the hall, it was just like she was so stunning that I I had to say something. <laughs> And then Dang. we started up a friendship and then she left and oh. a lot of stuff happened. And it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, oh, should I have done more? Should I have fought for it? Should I have mm. really put everything on the line rather than let it go? But I mean, those are the sorts of things that it's obviously a really cool story. What happened with Raymond and, and Helen, but it's the type of thing where I think all of us, if we think hard enough, we can think back and, and we can find that one person or two people or three or mm-hmm. four or five people from back in the day that, you know, if you, yeah. if you imagine that scenario, it could definitely happen. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know what, on the option, I don't think she would ever hear this, but hey, Daniela, if you're out there, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniela, we... We want another Raymond story. So, yeah, Daniela, please. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like, <laughs> okay, to transition this into the main topic, though, of the show. I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty smooth transition, leaving off at where we did. <laughs> but keep, you take this one. Take this one away. Yeah. You know, on on the topic of pipe dreams, we also have rejections. 
And that's what we're going to be talking about this episode is just dealing with rejection and really um, moving forward from that. Because I think at the end of the day, rejection is something that every one of us will face at some point in our life. And it's unavoidable. So how can we navigate it in the best way? And how can we push through after we've been rejected um, to hopefully not get cynical and, you know, keep on keep on getting after it and finding that man or man or woman of God that you're meant to find, you know? So, yeah, let's well, just jump right into it, man. Ooh, yeah, th- this is good. I This one is personal, too. I think. Um, well, I can tell you what not to do from experience. OK, lay it on just me. to lead off with that. So, um, you know, I've talked a little bit about my background on this show before. And in some of our episodes, I've gotten to share a little bit about me. But um, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, because we're starting, I mean, we have a fair, fair amount of episodes out there. So if you haven't got the chance to listen to all of them or any of them or whatever, you've jumped around here and there. So a little bit about me, I, you know, growing up uh, in high school, you know, through college, uh, was big into athletics, big into track. So I was a runner Um, the whole school year, especially in college, fall through spring, what we were always in season. So unlike Mm -hmm. other sports that had it was a fall sport or it was a winter sport or it was a spring sport. We had a fall season cross country. We had indoor track during the winter and we had an outdoor track in the spring. So we really didn't have any downtime uh, outside of about one week in between cross country and indoor track, but that's about it. So I say all that just to say that um, rejection wasn't really something that I had to deal a ton with, at least not in the dating sense, Mm -hmm. just because it's really easy to avoid rejection. And that's what I did. And, And instead of like confronting it or like having to actually think about how to move on from it, my strategy was just, Hey, if I don't engage in dating and I don't try, like if I just don't, if I just cut that part of my life completely out and I focus on school and sports, I don't have to worry about all the baggage that comes with dating and rejection. Mm. So for most of my life, um, because of like my goals and my vision that I had for the future, uh, that was just never really something that was seriously on my radar. And in many ways, I think that that was a good thing in some ways because it's like, hey, uh, my focus was in areas that were important and, and I acknowledge that. But I also think it was a negative because, you know, right now I'm 25 and I'm still um, I'm learning still uh, about mm-hmm. this. And so I and I think, you know, that I'm at the point where I'm learning that, you know, keeping yourself emotionally not overcommitted to somebody um like and and what i mean by that is you know i I, i'd kind of do this thing in the past where i would build something up in my mind i would put so much hope into things i would just pour my heart out to Mm. people with the hopes that they would take it and i would be absolutely crushed if i got rejected and Mm. now i've realized you know that's that's not the way to go about it you can't put those expectations on every single person that you come across and are remotely interested in. It's just not fair to yourself or the other person. Um, So that's in brief kind of where I'm at, but, but what about you? You know, I'm really glad you, you kind of talked about your own history with it because even hearing you say that it makes me reflect a bit. And I would say 
I think your I don't I don't know if defense mechanism is the right word, but your your it mechanism is. I think to, that's true. I think your mechanism to avoid the confrontation of possible rejection was pouring your life out into you know academics and also you know um, athletics. So that was your life, and for me, it's a similar story, but in a much different way. I I really hadn't gotten myself out there you know, for a lot of, for a lot of various other reasons and stuff. But I, I used my friends, like my guy friends as a crutch to just fall back into where it would yep. only exclusively be like, I mean, like, yeah, I could go out there and, and be bold and do something that would put myself on the line, or I could do what's comfortable and go back to my friends who already know me and just hang out with them. And I, and I just, I lived in that and I lived in that lifestyle for years and years and years. And I think I missed out on a lot of the good that could come from, you know, putting yourself out there, um, as a result. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm 22, you know, so, I mean, I got a couple, a couple more years less than you here, but it's like, I'm definitely actively learning as well. And I'm definitely in the process of, still being put in uncomfortable situations where it's like, you don't really know exactly how to handle it. Um, but I think going from there, you know, I, I feel like it'd be a good idea to talk about different kinds of rejection, right? Cause I think sure. depending on how rejection hits you will definitely affect maybe your reaction. Right. So here's what yeah. I'm getting at. So sure. there's a difference between getting ghosted and having a person straight up tell you, like, no, we're not doing this. And, and what what do you think, Ben, is kind of, at least for you, how would how would one affect you versus the other? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's a very, very good question. I For those of you guys who haven't listened to the ghosting episode, we did a short, uh, like, mini episode on ghosting a while back. Would mm-hmm. encourage you to go back, check that out. Um, where I can, I kind of go more in depth on the topic of ghosting just in general, but to answer your question now, um, I think, okay, so ghosting in a broad sense, there's a couple reasons why people ghost. So I don't want to oversimplify, uh, because there are, there are reasons why people ghost that are more complex, but I, I think one big reason that's common is people ghost because in their mind it's easier to ghost than it is to confront the situation by actually Mm -hmm. being honest with the other person. Like, so I've been ghosted, um, multiple times and I can tell you got on the receiving end. It's, I never liked it. Um, I know certain guys actually don't mind it. So I, I don't claim to speak for everybody. Like I know some people would rather be ghosted than be told straight up, Hey, no, this just is not something I'm looking for. Um, mm. For me, all my interactions where I've been ghosted have hurt the worst and they've stung the longest just because when you, that. when you're, when you get ghosted, there's no closure. Like, obviously, there's implied closure because it's like someone ghosts you, you can safely assume, okay, yeah, they weren't that into me. Okay, like, yeah, that's kind of closure, but there's a difference between having to figure out your own closure versus actually hearing it. And and you know what I mean, like, emotionally. You can yeah. feel a difference. It's easier to get over. So, like, 
and, and then on the flip side, when I, I've had a couple situations, one of these situations actually happened with a girl who I still am very close friends with, um, mm. which goes to show just how much respect I have for her and how she went about it, as opposed to how other girls who ghosted went about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was once upon a time, this is in college, there was a girl who I, um, who I shared some mutual friends with. Uh, we had hung out a couple times, had a very, very good conversations. And so in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, like there's some potential here. Like I, I'd be interested in maybe going on a date with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were hanging out one night and I just asked her hypothetically, I was like, yeah, so you know, what, what about going on a date with me? Like, what would, how would you respond? And she said, honestly, Ben, uh, I would say no, because I'm not attracted to you at all. Um, and I just don't think that would ever happen, but I think you're a great guy and I like talking with you. And I think you're, you're a great conversation and I enjoy spending time with you. And you know what? It was like someone slapped you in the face where like the pain is there for a split second, like the shock. It's almost like the shock of the pain is what Mm -hmm. hits you. But after about five or 10 seconds, the pain is kind of gone and you're able to be like, okay, like it hurts, but I can accept that and I can move on. Whereas ghosting, I would compare more towards like you have a splinter in your foot. And you're trying to get the splinter out, but you just can't. And it's just nagging you for weeks. And it's just, it hurts every time you take a step and you're just annoyed and you're bothered. And eventually the splinter comes out because Mm -hmm. they all do eventually, but it takes weeks for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I would characterize for me personally, the difference between ghost being ghosted that form of rejection and then being rejected like straight up to my face. Sure. And, and I think it's interesting because it definitely is different for everyone. Um, I know from, I know for myself, I'm probably pretty similar to you in that way where it's like, because I think one important thing to note is regardless of how you're rejected, it's still, there's going to be some pain and it's, of course, yeah, there's no way that doesn't feel bad because that's what rejection is. Like, if it didn't feel bad, it wouldn't be rejection. Like, yeah, yeah, it, sorry. I just like, I had my whole rejection life flash before my eyes in that moment, you know, but, but no dude. And, but it's so true. Cause it's like, I think I, I would much rather have someone just straight up tell me and give me, give me that sense of closure and be honest with me because at the end of the day, the last thing you want, is to be because here's the thing with ghosting that I think can happen to the people who are, let's say, the overthinkers of the world. If you don't get that closure through a actual like reasoning as to why, like even if it's fake, I think it can help out more. If you have that ghosting closure where there is no closure, then you will run through every scenario of what did I do wrong, yep. you know, and like that. I yep. think that is that's the it's position. a spiral it's it a spiral is. you know and it's like what in the world happened like how did i screw this up and, and it's like sometimes it's not even you but it's like you know it's like we just we won't know so even if the rejection is not true but they tell it to us or tell it to me to my face 
there is it's easier for me to move past that and move beyond that because it's like well at least i have a reason and i don't want to overthink it any more than that can i Um, can i pose a third option though yes can i can i bring something up i think there is something that happens more frequently though that is worse a worse Uh, form of rejection than both ghosting and being honest i think i have an idea of what you're gonna say but continue I like to call this one a soft rejection. And this is where, like, I you can call it all sorts of different things. I think a lot of people would know it, though. You know it when you see it. This is one where it's like, you say you're like, you're a guy, you're asking a girl like, hey, um, hey, like, are you free this weekend? Would love to hang out. And someone responds with like uh, a mess, like they don't ignore you like sometimes you'll send a message like that like if if we're talking like over the phone yeah uh like sometimes you'll send a text like that and there's just no response like okay like you know the other person's read it you know the other person's seen it you just don't get a response it's like okay that's kind of like i don't know if i would consider that ghosting or just ignoring but that's kind of a i mean you know that you're rejected like pretty much that's that's like okay like you can take the hint right yeah. Go back to our episode on double text, triple text, and you know, <laughs> almost never a good call. So yeah. we, we don't have to go over that again. Are so, you, are you okay. imagining, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So that's one way. And that one's okay. Like, I can live with that. Then there's the other one that's worse, which is you send a message like that and they respond with, oh, no, like I'm doing something or, oh, no, like I'm – I'm busy or whatever, but they just kind of leave it there. Like, like (laughs) rather than, Oh no, like I'm not really interested in that. Or, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Or, Oh no, I'm not looking to do this. It's almost like you're avoiding. It's almost like an avoidance of the original question. And that's the one that I think is toughest. Yeah. When you answer the question at a face value, knowing the other person is expecting like a compromise to be made but you're just not right. gonna give it like i think i don't right. know if that's what you're, you're saying but no i am I, and I, and i know that this this to me is the most frustrating just because it's like it kind of gives you the worst of both worlds where it's like they you don't no. get the closure <laughs> but say why but you also don't say why whereas like it's just a, it's a little bit of an unsatisfying answer but this is the the one that I think is most challenging to move on from, but yet you still need to move on from it because at the end of the day, you just can't put too much importance in that and emotionally put too much expectation on it. So that's, I think with this particular scenario, you yeah. know, it's, it, it's just, it's really, really frustrating because it, it tends to then drag out sometimes yeah I, um, I think so what it, i've done to counter is just i i just straight up like when if if, if people hit me with a hey like are do you want to do this are you up for this i just I, I try to be completely honest i don't dance around it like if I, i'm going to give i'm i will give ultimate closure i i've taken on that accountability for myself What about you, Coach? You on? 
Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, you go for it though with what you, what you were saying. I, um, that was all I had to say. Would you repeat the question? No, I was just saying how for me, like one thing that I've tried to do is uh, pretty much like whenever I'm in the other position where I'm the one that is responding to someone's question or uh-huh. like I, I've always I'm trying to get to the point where I'm going to be giving honest closure every time yes. without leaving yes. the person guessing. So, yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's what I was what I was trying to say Um I think it's really good to recognize not to repay evil for evil. You know, I think it's like, at least in my eyes, it's like be the bigger man or the bigger person in the situation. And just like, like if, if rejecting someone in the way that would give them the biggest opportunity to move on as fast as possible, try to take that, you know, and, and people just don't want to do that because people are afraid of accountability and they're afraid of, really like any form of discussion or anything that would be confrontation. And and that's how we see all these other kinds of forms of, you know, rejection. And, and I think it's interesting because, you know, we're talking about, it's like the splinter in the foot compared to the slap in the face compared to, I don't even know what you would call the, <laughs> the one we just did. This um, one's like a slow bleed. To me, it's it's almost <laughs> like you're just getting the life drained out of you slowly. And yeah, it, it is. It's the type of thing where it's like, to me, it's like the metaphorical gut punch where it's just like the wow, like I've been rejected and there's nothing I can do beyond what just happened here. And it's like, like, there's no recovery yep. from that. And it also, that. it also takes up so much more of your time. This is like a very big, like, I think the other downside to this way of being rejected is it, it's such a more drawn out process because it, you then start to like play the role with me. Mm-hmm. If you get rejected like this, your mind is like, well, maybe I still have a chance Oh, well, maybe they really are busy. You know, like you start to talk yourself (laughs) into things, even though you're in your heart of hearts, (laughs) you know that you're probably 99.9% done. You still are trying to hang onto that one sliver of hope. There's that one Ultimately, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like just, no, like it needs to just end it, you know? And then I could just get to know her more. I, then I, she, I'll make her fall in love with me. You know what? That'll show That's, her. That'll show her. You know what, guys? Like, as much as you think that you can win her over by being an awesome guy, and oh, if she just got to know me, she would. If she's not attracted to you, she's never going to give you that time. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Indeed. Like, okay, do you want a black pill take? We're going to drop on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it could serve you some benefit to play it off cool as a cucumber and just not even like, don't even act bothered. If you see, if you see that person again, that guy or girl, and that that kind of situation happens, play it off. Like nothing even happened and just move on with your day. And, And I think that will be, if I don't think the chances of success would be great still, but I think it'll be much higher than you chasing. You know what I mean? I agree. 
And at the very least, it'll allow you to preserve your dignity. Exactly. Something that I have not had a lot of in the past. I've got to, I've got to be honest with you. Okay. I, those of you on the show who've listened for a while know I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I have a little bit of pride. So a lot of times in situations where I've dealt with these kind of rejections, I come out guns blazing. Next time I see that person, I'm, I'm trying to flex. I'm trying to be all like, oh, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I just don't don't be over the top. Like, yeah. don't don't yeah, be a you know, clown. Just, don't yeah, don't be, be a, a clown, clown like me, because trust me, I've had my moments and it's a learning curve. But. Yeah, rejection sucks. It happens to all of us. We've got to learn to move on from it because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. no point in wasting your time because that's what it is. If you start convincing yourself and and not, it's when rejection isn't accepted that you run into trouble. I've also had trouble with Mm. this in the past where people will reject me and I'm like, no, please don't. Like why? Like, no. Yeah. Like where you're like begging them for validation. Don't do that. That just makes you look worse. That eliminates any shred of dignity that you still have. And Uh for me, I had to learn that the hard way. Okay. And yeah. yeah. And, and okay. So from that point on, we have all this stuff established. What, what are some of your, I don't know if tried and true, but what are your your tactics to move on past a rejection? Because I I think I could, I could share a couple of mine, but I don't know how. (laughs) Okay. Tactics for me. Well, healthy tactics or unhealthy tactics? Because (laughs) I can tell you a couple. Okay. So with healthy. Okay. Healthy tactics. uh, I need to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Get out of my room, get out of the house, be around people. It doesn't matter where I could be going to a restaurant by myself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to go to Taco Bell default. default. First things first, I go to Taco Bell. While I'm taking that first bite of the beefy melt burrito. Yes. It's almost like a clarity starts to set in of like, okay, things are going to be okay. You know what? We're out of the house. We're eating some food. Our mind is on straight. Like our brain, our head's on straight. Let me call my friend. Let me go and go to the beach. Let me go to the convenience store and buy a candy bar because I want Mm -hmm. one. So I'm just going to go and, you know what? Compensating through food. You know, I don't recommend binge eating, which I've also done in these situations, but... (laughs) An appropriate, you know, yeah. treat yourself a little bit. You know, if it's been a tough day, I think give yourself a little bit of grace. That's a yes. big thing. Don't beat yourself up too much about it. Even if, like, that's what I do. Uh, hang out with friends if they're mm-hmm. available. Obviously, I recommend. But, like, yeah, those are a couple things that are healthy ways of coping, I think, with and, rejection. Okay, and, and, and for the road, can you give me an unhealthy one? I'm just dying to know. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I'll give you an unhealthy um, one that I think I've done in the past is go out and overcompensate by, Hey, I'm going to just, I'm going to go to a party or I'm just mm. going to go and I'm going to meet a bunch of, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to meet someone new tonight. Yeah. Like I, I'm gonna, I'll show her, I'll go show her. Like, yeah, trust me. Like there've been times where it's almost like you feel that fight or flight where it's mm. like, dang, I just got rejected. I need to just move on so quickly. I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to find another person tonight. It's like, whoa, 
slow down, no need to, to rush into things, you know, no need to call up that X. That's another oh. one. No need to reach oh, no. back out. Don't just the, the don't dangerous X card, man. It, yeah, just I, just don't don't play that. Or not even an X, but like a crush, like a former crush or an old flame. Like, don't send that text. Don't, don't do send it. the hey, how are you? You know, just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't, do it. Do it. don't as, do it. As someone who has honestly done every single thing in the don't do category, don't do it. It's not worth no. it. You will no. regret it. And the next it, day, usually you'll be like, well, why did I do that? Yeah. Terrible idea. And typically it brings more problems than yep. you had originally from that first rejection absolutely oh man you know i can i can relate to that taco bell thing you were saying earlier man like you know what actually you were there ben i don't <laughs> you were there when i got, i think i know what you're talking about when i, I, I got that quesadilla with extra beef you were there <laughs> i was <laughs> i was oh man yeah no that Ladies and gentlemen, we've had we've had some low moments in our lives. But hey, that's another great thing. If you have someone to rest in, there's another great yeah. tip for you. If you have a, a close friend or family member that you can confide in. And see, laugh about see. it with, honestly. <laughs> like, at this point, it's like it hurts at the time. But <laughs> lean on, lean on that person because you will look back and reminisce about all your failed escapades. I promise you. And I guess what? You. You'll develop deeper friendships with the ones you do have. You know, it's a yes. it's, well, I don't know win win, but it's there's a, some kind of win there. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh. that's very fair to say. I think that's very fair. I, Man. you know, I really feel like this episode has touched a, a part of myself that I really, <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't think about, but I think is important. I think it's really uh, healthy to think about this sometimes for me. Absolutely. I, I agree. And any other thoughts that you have towards dealing with rejection here from us? Because I, I feel like we've kind of touched on a lot of it. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I'll, I'll just have one more thing to say. Yes. Um, just in general, this is it. I've said most of it. I think ultimately what the thing that I have left to say on this is. <laughs> Let me hear it. Like this world that we live in, honestly, and, and men, I, I think mm. if you're a guy out there who, I mean, look, if you're a player, I mean, there's stuff you can gain from this podcast. And I hope you listen because, you know, I don't condone that. But at the same time, it's like, I hope you learn and, and whatever. But if you're a guy that feels like a lot of guys do out there, which is like, oh, man, you know. I'm a good guy. Why do I not get a chance? You know, why do mm -hmm. I not blah, 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 this or that? Um, I, I think honestly, like something that I've come to terms with that sucks, but it's just the reality is that uh, like players and guys who abuse women and mistreat women mm -hmm. really do make it worse for everybody. Because mm -hmm. I think as men, our intentions more so than I think at any other time in history are questioned. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that maybe for good reason, like I'm, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that there are a ton of bad guys who really do take advantage 
of women and do all sorts of horrible things, uh, mm-hmm. which is wrong. And I believe they will receive their just punishment for that in due time. Mm-hmm. But I think like for guys who feel like, dang, like, is this, this is, is this just me or is this really hard? It is really hard. And I think we are in 2022 more so than we were 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like we are questioned and scrutinized to a level by women that I don't think previous generations have always had. And so I do think it is important to keep that in mind as you're going about this. Um, you know, not that you can take solace in that, but just in a fact that like, Hey, it might not be you. It's probably because people have been hurt by guys who have been terrible. And so Mm -hmm. suspicion of you or rejection might be, you know, you never know what someone's been through in the past. Right. And and I get too personal. Yeah. And, and I mean, to, to go off of that too, not, not to just, fully put women on blast but they're also it is important to recognize all the ladies out there that um the culture we have today definitely encourages women to continue to empower themselves which you know i'm, I'm all for empowering women but i think that it, it's gone to a certain like the pendulum has swinged in an opposite direction from where it should be and now it's like we see situations of like Oh, I'm I'm too good for this. I'm too good for that. And you know what? Like, I'm not saying. I don't know if that's the people listening to the show. I, I don't think it would be. But it's just important to be mindful of that kind of stuff. Of just how society will push that. But you know, we live in a society. You know. <laughs> yeah, we live in a society. So you know, we've we've talked at great length about the ills of society. I think on this show, and yeah. we probably will continue at some point to talk oh, about that because yeah. there's just. There's a lot there, but I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, we hope that you guys take something away from this. I, and I just want to reemphasize the point where like, to those of you who know me personally, it's like, you've been, you've been able to see a lot of this stuff in real life. Like some of Mm -hmm. these things that I've been talking about, you've been able to observe me and kind of like observe some of the things that I've been through. But to those of you who don't know me like that, like our lives um, are like live are like living highlight tapes of the stuff we talk about on the show. Like we're not out here better than anybody. We're not out here moving like above, like we don't have something special secret sauce all figured out about this. Like this is mm-hmm. something that we're going through right now as we're talking about it. So yeah, this is all like, this honestly, <laughs> a lot of it, honestly, little insider information. Some of the stuff yeah. is real time, and yeah, and and I think so much of kind of like this mini series we've been doing of dealing with some more emotional, personal topics. Um, it's really to give you guys an insight on what it's like in the day to day life. Of hey, here's here's what we are dealing with, and and if you guys haven't dealt with that in a while, I mean, it's a reminder one, but two, you know, it's just hopefully it sheds to light some some healthy ways to deal with some of the stuff. Not not saying we're like. We're, we're all knowing, but like we've, we've thought a lot about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to leave off for today. Uh, I know we threw a lot at you guys, but again, uh, it, please download the episode, go listen, Spotify, um, Apple podcasts, Amazon, yes. 
Uh, also like and follow our Instagram at Dr. Love Pod. We're going to be putting something out promo uh, this episode as well as please check out any of our other episodes. Um, send us any questions, feedback, anything. Uh, DM us at Dr. Love Pod mm-hmm. or send us an email if you want to Dr. Love Pod at gmail.com. Um, Absolutely. You know, we'll be checking that and uh, would love to hear back uh, from anybody. We love our fans and our listeners. Yeah. So. Thank you guys again so much for tuning into our show. You know, shout out to all of our Lee Summit in Tampa Bay, as well as the rest of the world. Um, we got yeah, a couple we have of seven. We have over seven percent of our listeners are international. Actually, eight over eight percent wow. of our listeners are international. So shout out Australia, the Philippines. Yes. We have a big chunk of our listeners from both those spots and so many countries. I'm gonna go ahead like. There's so many. I I'm, I can't even list them all out. I'm looking at it right here. We have Sierra Leone. If wow. you're listening from Sierra Leone in Africa, shout out to you. Hungary, Germany, the UK, Netherlands. Uh, we see you. So um, India too. So uh, guys, yeah, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. Absolutely. Dr. Love out. See ya. See ya.